Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment. Hello, and welcome to Champion Psychology, where we're all wearing word hats. <laughs> Each week, uh, we uh, talk about uh, psychology and gaming and how mental health affects us. Uh, it... I, I screwed it up by saying the hat thing, and so now I don't know where to go. I've already lost my train of thought. Each week <laughs> on Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on twitch.tv slash Games, or later on your favorite podcast service, Mitra Jordan and Rafael Bucamazzo, a.k.a. Dr. B, talk about mental health and how gaming affects us. Uh, if you hear this live in the chat, you can leave a question that I, Trevor Best, will ask them later in the show, and you get to appreciate our weird hats that we decided to put on uh, just before the show because reasons, and this was the closest one I had in reach. <laughs> If you're an audio listener, you're just you're just missing out on some good hats. <laughs> um, but we're gonna be talking about gamification versus gaming today. And before we get to that, uh, who are you two for the fine folks you may not know? I gotta move this. So now. I'm Mitra Jordan, and I'm a therapist working in private practice in Victoria, BC. And I guess I encourage clients to use gamification as much as they want to and find useful to them. But we have with us today. A gamification expert. <laughs> Hi. I, My name's Uncle Swizzle Sticks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a sushi themed Appalachian music cover band uh, that does nothing but Nirvana covers with mandolins. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the look I'm going for <laughs> is right now. But I realize it's so confused. Oh, God. Also, it's so confused. Smells like California rolls. Uh. This is. I, I mean, I look like I. I look like I'm like this colorful sort of, um, like like wallflowers cover band esque. But like, um, what was the the, the sledgematic uh, Gallagher? I it's like this oh. Gallagher esque. Yeah, a little bit thing. with the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm anyway, apparently just a witch out in a cartoon woods. So, you know, as you should, as, you know, you're, you're Papa, Yaga. A Papa Yaga. Papa Yaga. Papa Yaga. <laughs> so good. So perfect. <laughs> oh, that one almost killed me. <laughs> but, I know Baba Yaga. Same. <laughs> You're bringing out Sorry. puppets. I bring out chickaless cage. Oh my gosh! I just have a, I have a Tiamat pop. Is that is that? Oh, what are the heads? Okay, we're we're hi. I'm Doctor B. Uh, welcome. <laughs> I'm uh, Rafael Bocamazzo. I'm a clinical psychologist. For some reasons, they gave me degrees. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm the clinical director over at Take This Org, and I'm excited to talk about gamification because I am also uh, an expert on the applied use of games in uh, clinical and learning settings. So this is an area of significant interest. Uh, I'm wow, in intrusive. I saw the chat. This is an area of significant introductions for me. But it was, and it remains so. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to talk about this gamification and gaming. Mm -hmm. yep. I, yeah, I, it, it's it's fairly appropriate that we decided to just have some fun with some hats and whatnot. Yes, this because really, this is trying to have fun in ways that also makes you better. I think is a a way you could say it. Uh, so where do we want to start? I'm, I'm, I'm going to take off because it's distracting. Okay, me we're doing, we're moment. taking off the hats. Okay, off we're getting serious. So. Distracting me with every we're movement. Getting, we're getting um, serious. Okay. What, where, well, let, let, let's, let's first define what is, what do we mean when we say gamification? Okay. So, the, okay. <laughs> like my sleeves are already rolling. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's do this. Uh, 
Um, so gamification is the application of gaming principles to otherwise, in a lot of cases, just boring stuff, really boring stuff. And that's different than applied gaming, which is games first and foremost games as a delivery vehicle for other cool things. Um, so gamification is the utilization of principles, um, but it's not always really a fun game per se, whereas gaming for learning or clinical goals, that's games first. And so, uh, yeah, no, there's a, there's a big difference there, um, even though they use similar principles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what what is some what are some ways of what is an example of like a gamification for something that is as, as you as you were saying like the the I, I can't remember what word you use now because I the, the hat thing is just totally taking my thought away uh, of of things that you you're trying to do that are hard that you're trying to gamify like what is an example of that oh I know Mitra's got some got plenty of examples of gamification <laughs> and, well I mean this is something therapists use all the time we do. We do. Um, an older example was when I was trying to get my kids to uh, help out with the cleaning. Back then, there was something called chore wars that you could do. And it, it's, it, it reminds me a little bit of what habitica is in the sense that you do certain things and then eventually you get a reward. And oh, and some of the tasks you have to do are harder. And so you're beating bigger bosses when you do them. And maybe you come together as a party. Anyway, at one point, my kids were fighting over who was going to take out the compost. It was an absolutely glorious moment, never to be repeated uh, yes, in my years of parenthood. Wars. It's like, it was like, come on, Sasha, you took it out last time. It's my turn now. It's my turn with, with the youngest one snapping on his rubber gloves and sidling into the bathroom where no one could see in order to clean it to get some extra points. <laughs> Seriously. Trevor, Trevor, I wonder where you were during the great chore wars of of 2009 the compost battalion lines were drawn uh i was an only child being yelled at to do the lawn (laughs) not the same (laughs) but yeah i mean so how i i'm really like how did you turn that into a game taking out the compost yes there were points for things and the points could add up to stuff they really wanted. So the points could add up to enough cash to go to the runoff to the local candy shop and get what you wanted. Um, they could add up to pizza at the end of the week if because you got a bonus if chores got done. Um, basically, I left this in my partner's hands because he's really good at kind of, uh, I, w- I want to say, uh, coming up with devious ways to get people to do things, but that seems totally unfair. <laughs> no, this actually, this, this makes sense because you, I mean, you know, your, your partner is the CEO of a game studio. It right? makes sense that one of his strengths is coming up with cool game ideas. Fair enough. Although we have, I think that he and two other founders, they're the ones who really, they do a lot of the game ideas as well. It's like a real team over there at, at Codename with, with my partner doing his best to get the best out of everyone else and help them do the things they really want to do. Boy, I'm going to sound like an ad for him. This is not how we talk at home. <laughs> but seriously, you know, I think that I can be a real softy with the kids and and he is... Maybe I'm scared of breaking them because I'm a therapist and I see people who go through stuff all the time. So I you know kids bounce. <laughs> and I do, and I, I set good boundaries, but he was always willing to just kind of like, come on, they can do XYZ. Let, let's get them to do it. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's let's see what happens here. So it paid off really well with chore wars for a little bit until it didn't, which is one of I think the challenges with gamification we were talking about, mm-hmm. right, Dr. B? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Because it gets, it gets, it, it, it can get boring after a while because in the back, you know, that you can get satiated with these rewards, which is part of the problem mm-hmm. that um, the rewards are initial, initially really novel, but, you know, they, they, they get old. They just become meh 
after a while, unless yeah. you are able to find interesting new ways of adjusting it and making it novel again. Um, and especially for those of us who, you know, have executive functioning challenges, the new and shiny thing can sometimes take precedent over the established routines. And that's part of, that's part of, um, that's part of the, the reason I used to do games and I would hide things in the games mm. because games remain novel and fun as opposed mm -hmm. to taking kind of boring tasks sort of wrapping them in a game bow. The, the the thing that you have in our notes is using games as a delivery vehicle for therapy and behavior. So so what is the difference between gamification and using a game for that okay. purpose? Okay. So I'm actually going to um, cite some friends over at the wonderful nonprofit Game to Grow because their but, whole mission is, okay. uh, is using games for learning and treatment purposes. And they do a wonderful job of that. And one of the programs they wrote, uh, they, they ran at one point was teaching certain therapeutic skills. Mitra's going to appreciate this, teaching Deer Man from DBT, um, using uh, with, with parent-child dynamics through the game Overcooked. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. So mm -hmm. they were play they had these parents and their kids playing Overcooked. And they were coaching them on how to get better at the game by slipping in therapy concepts on effective communication strategies. And they, and they did this in a really cool way. And that's very different because the game is ostensibly the focus you're just playing Overcooked, which a lot of people love that game. Yeah. It's not certainly fun to watch. People get frustrated. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. I'm, I'm so awful. bad at it. I'm so <laughs> bad at that game. The three people with, you know, executive functioning challenges are just like, ah, ah, Overcooked. Ah, I think that might be the first circle of hell for all three of us. <laughs> well, welcome. Have you lived a good life? No, welcome to Overcooked, oh, where you'll oh, be playing spirit, for what, eternity. Oh, spirit, what is, what is the first <laughs> level of hell like? Well, have you played that level of Overcooked where you're on two trucks that are moving back oh, and God. forth? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, that's the one yes. that came to mind. <laughs> verbally communicate but that's the thing i mean we're we're laughing about how awful we are at this game <laughs> and yet they were able to they used this whole whole concept of of the game and slipped in these therapeutic communication Genius. strategies and that's kind of what what i teach people to do with things like dungeons and dragons it's a game first and foremost but you're deliberately designing certain <clears throat> learning and behavioral goals within the within the Dungeons and Dragons session. And um, that's different than something like, let's say, Super Better, which yeah. is a fine program, a wonderful educate, you know, a wonderful vehicle for delivering educational content, but it's not really a good game per se. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so kind of at the base level it comes down to the intention of the when the game is being made yeah i mean are you using game principles to, as sort of an overlay for typical stuff behaviors that people don't want to engage in mm -hmm. or are you slipping in learning goals to a fun game okay so it's kind of game for game, you know tr games for treatment or learning game first goals hidden or <laughs> secondary to the fun of the game mm -hmm. um whereas gamification is goals first hey look it's snazzy and fun too for a while for a while and i really think that's actually key in terms of how i see this play out both in my own gamification of things to meet goals and certainly with with clients and and even family members like the chore, chore wars example which is that <clears throat> it's great to get you somewhere mm -hmm. Um, so that you now have, you've had a bit of a path in terms of rewards and maybe some ways to make it fun so that you can incorporate a new habit in your life, right? So I actually recently wanted to sort of have 
more fruit and vegetables in my diet. So I kind of kept it as a goal and I did some things around it to make it fun. Um, the thing is, once you have incorporated that habit, it does get stale to keep using that game. In other words, it got you where you needed to go. And now you have to consider perhaps a new way to use it or maybe something else. And so I think when we think about gamification of, uh, of behaviors that we need to change or want to change or other kinds of goals that we have, we also have to think about maybe bringing a variety of different kinds of gamifying into play for us because otherwise it can be like, yeah, okay, so I get this thing or I go to it. It's kind of boring now. You know, how many times yeah. can you have a pizza on a Friday night? Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things that are kind of universal, but maybe you want a different vehicle to get to those treats um, just to kind of pick it up. So either yeah. the, the treat or reward needs to change or the way you get there might need to change. Okay. Well, there's Lots also- of skins. There, well, there's also, there's a big difference between extra, you know, external motivators and internal motivators. And when mm -hmm. it comes to health-based activities and, you know, behaviors that are ostensible, you know, they're for our own good, <clears throat> the goal is to have internal motivators on that. We want to be, you know, engage in wellness behaviors and there's a risk. And I think any streamer, any content creator who has been at this for like six months can is going to be like, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Amen to what I'm about to say that there, there is something called the over justification effect. And that's where, if we take something that was like previously enjoyable. Okay. We had an internal motivate. You already know where I'm going. I, I literally already know. Where yeah. Going yeah. Yeah. So like, I love painting minis. I love cooking and I get a lot of satisfaction out of it. But if suddenly I remove the internal motivator and I make a career out of it and it's extrinsically motivating, that changes my, mo that changes my behaviors yeah. and I might be less inclined internally to engage in it because now it's work. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And it's, yeah. it's similar with, with these, this gamification stuff that now you're taking what happens when you remove the external motivators to engage in these internalized be, you know, stuff that we should, you know, should want to engage in internally. What's the motivator that's left? Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, this, this sounds like, uh, like it, it, like what Mitra was talking about, like pizza on a Friday night, some sort of goal that you are mm -hmm. doing for yourself. So like if I set up something like that for exercising where I would, you know, it's like, okay, if I do this amount of exercise, I mean, there's always the, the joke is like, if I do this amount of exercise, I get a California burrito. Cause I worked for it. Uh, <laughs> or, or, you know, so, some sort of goal that I have set up for myself that I'm getting enjoyment of is different than me going and buying ring fit and, you know, trying to get the motivation every day to, you know, use the ring, do the exercises. I it's got the game. goal in the game of, you know, fighting bosses and stuff, using the ring and everything like that. But I, like, I'm getting the satisfaction of the game. Whereas the other one, I'm creating a game like thing and putting my own goal, uh, like outside goals to it. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that's, that's absolutely true. So yeah, if you, if you're interested, if you're having fun with ring fit and you're kind of progressing in the game, um, and the way you progress is your movements and your exercises. That's that is really well built in. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think one of the problems with uh, gamification, if it's not like that, most often, as you're saying, it's not in that it's the strategy or the thing we want to do or the thing we want to learn comes first. Um, sometimes what will happen is we will internalize that process like. I want to go for a walk every day. Okay, that's one of my goals. It starts to feel really good to go for a walk every day. It gets built into my habits. It get, gets built into my life. We're fine. We don't actually need the game anymore, as it were. We can now move on to perhaps a different goal or something else because now we've baked this uh, walking into our lives. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult if what you want to do is kind of a slog <clears throat> and it doesn't change the fact that it's a slog. And then that reward stops being as motivating yeah so yeah well there, um there's also there's also um 
God, I'm trying to think about how to how to explain this without getting like super technical, because there's something we have to think about called reinforcement schedules. Um, and that and it what I mean is um, like, OK, let's say you're training your dog. OK, and you give your dog a treat every time that the dog sits. Well, that's called a continuous reinforcement schedule there. They do the behavior. They get the reward every time. Well, after a while, there is something called satiation that occurs that you just the reward isn't as rewarding as it once was because you get it all the time. And so that's where you look at that's where um, and this is where some games are actually games are really good at this of building in different kinds of reinforcement schedules um, like it, it, Trevor brought up ring fitness. Ring fitness, you don't get rewarded every time you do a movement. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, they throw in new enemies, they throw in new scenarios. So there's a novelty involved in that. But after a while, you get reinforced at differing paces or differing occurrences of uh, when you do certain things. Plus, you get new rewards and so forth. There's additional scaffolding and novelty built in. There's it's it's complicated, but the point is um, that. After a while, you just get sick of rewards if it's every time. And a lot of the gamified apps out there, you get bored with the rewards really quickly unless you as a person are able to figure out how to build in either better rewards, different rewards, or variability of the rewards. I think the variability is a big one. And I also think like with Ring Fit, there's different movements as you go along, as you get better, as you get, you know, a little bit stronger. And I think that that's key as well. We continually change and therefore we need to figure out what's going to keep things fresh for us. And so it can't be static, which is the problem with uh, a, a schedule where a reinforcement schedule where every time it's the same reward. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but, um, an- oh, another good example. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Santa Claus. What? No, no, hear me out on this. Okay, hear me out. All right. So um, there's there's a couple of ways of varying up reinforcements. Okay. One is by occurrence rate. And that could be time or a number of behaviors that are are initiated. Okay. So at what's called a fixed interval reinforcement. If, if somebody does something at all within that time frame, they get a reward. And, but the problem is they get used to that time frame and they slack, they slack, they slack, they slack until it's getting close. So think about calling me out. (laughs) (laughs) So kids in Christmas, you know, they, they can act the fool all spring and all summer but once fall hits hey you know what's around the corner santa's watching <laughs> and they, suddenly they are just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hands folded on desks yep. yes ma'am no ma'am it, it's just it, it it's just how it is whereas um casinos are really good at this what's mm-hmm. called a um variable interval and this is where it gets kind of insidious sometimes yeah. Um, whereas once you get in, you, they have to perform the behavior a certain number of times before it gets rewarded. And you've got both fixed interval or excuse me, uh, fixed ratio. I'm saying it wrong. Fixed ratio and variable ratio. And, um, if you can get people involved in variable ratio, reinforcement where they don't know how many times they got to pull the slot machine handle before they get a reward. That's the, that's the, that's the behavior that tends to stick and that's the hardest to change. Yeah. And in a way, trauma, uh, trauma therapists are really familiar with this as well, because punishment can work the same way. If you've got a, if you've got a kid who was, and I'm, I'm going to get a little grim now, sorry, gang. I'm going to talk about abuse situations. If you've got a kid who was routinely physically abused every Friday night, because dad got a paycheck and got drunk every Friday night versus a kid who who never knew what the rules were and never knew when the abuse was coming the kid who had predictability that's they're easier to help Mm. so that absolutely that variable stuff is tricky predictability allows you to bring some sense of control into a situation Mm -hmm. 
Um, but when you're ambushed by something, yeah. that's the hardest in those situations. Mm -hmm. And when you're rewarded by something um, that you know, have no control over, it can also actually cause some anxiety, mm -hmm. especially if we wanted the outcome to be predictable. Superstitious behavior. <laughs> 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this is, I mean, this is, this is what I was trained in. Uh, well, let's take a quick break, remind our viewers and listeners of our disclaimer, and then we will come back and talk uh, some more about gamification and gaming. So stick around. We'll be right back. Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment. Okay, so how how do we go about doing the gamification and gaming in this way? Like, what 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 is the process? Well, the first thing we must engage in is uh, we must do well. It, it, <laughs> audio is, I, don't know. Are I am out severely under caffeinated this morning, which is which is why I am apparently off the rails. Um, but yes, biscotti. I made them myself. Uh, the, yeah it's a bocamazzo family <laughs> recipe um pep black crushed black pepper almond orange biscotti oh yeah my favorite yeah. kind of thing um Lovely. but um how we engage in this is uh we we if we want to improve our own behaviors and essentially go towards a goal we got to figure out what actually rewards us or provides us with relief um because by the way trivia Longtime listeners have probably heard me say this before. Negative reinforcement is a good thing. Negative reinforcement is not what most people think it is. Another word for negative reinforcement is relief, where you take away an aversive condition. As a, you know, if I have a headache, I take Tylenol, the headache goes away. That is negatively reinforcing my behavior towards taking the Tylenol again. I know I'm getting technical, sorry. Um, but yeah. Um, we need to figure out what rewards us, what reinforces behaviors. And we can start thinking about that as and applying that to our behaviors that we want to do. Um, I, I get to have biscotti today because I worked out like a fiend. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor wants a super burrito. I want biscotti. Well, and also because you made the biscotti, like mm -hmm. I'm going to bring in the idea that sometimes when we put effort into creating something that also gives us a specific reward and we can put effort into um, taking care of ourselves or treating ourselves or any of those things that kind of are um, rewarding so that in that way, the behavior learning to make a thing mm -hmm. is very, very connected to the reward. And those are some of the best kinds of, of, of uh, motivating um, strategies, which is that you do the thing and it rewards you as opposed to you do the thing and it was really difficult mm -hmm. and you have an external reward in order to, to feel good about it, right? Yeah. It's, it's also one of the reasons sometimes while, why earning good money to do something isn't always that great. Because we might, if we hate the thing that we're spending the time doing, mm -hmm. that is a problem. And eventually that reward strategy might not be sufficient. So this is why kind of some of those reward strategies are great in the short run, mm -hmm. because it can be novel to suddenly earn good money, for example, or it can certainly be novel to know that I'm going to do this thing. And then at the end of the week, I'm going to have this awesome cherry pie that, that my friend makes or something. Yeah. Right. Well, and what rewards each of us is different and for different reasons. I mean, mm -hmm. some of the people I know, if you want to talk about good incomes, they don't care that they make 
good money because money is, I mean, I, this is a really ironic thing to say money is immaterial to them Mm -hmm. and pun absolutely intended. Um, the, the, but what they get out of that money, stability, Mm -hmm. health insurance, that's the stuff they find rewarding. Whereas other people, the money itself is a, is a reward in an, in and of itself. Um, for other people, it might be something like food. I mean, food is a tremendous motivator for me because I love food in all of its forms so much. It's one of my hobbies, but the creation and consumption of, and, um, I know the same thing for Mitra. I, I, I bet Mitra that for you, if like at the, if you're like, Oh God, I don't want to do, I don't want to do leg day today. I just do not want to do it. And, but if there was some brilliantly made just fresh with like rose cardamom water baklava me well. <laughs> yeah like hand hand tossed phyllo dough with <laughs> yeah no it's already mitra's like i would like to go there please yes thank you and if it means that i have to march there in order to cope with some form of leg day we're in uh, right exactly i'm gonna mm-hmm. i will create this obstacle and i will get this reward at the end of the i will i will run to that lebanese pastry place i would but if you said to me yes every saturday you know i would be like at some point yeah i want something different at some mm-hmm. point i want the really fantastic croissant instead or i'd like a brioche thank you or something mm-hmm. right it's going to change and mm-hmm. i think this is the point here is we have to uh, we have to really stay attuned to ourselves yeah. and to what's actually going to work as a reward for us, whether it's the process of, wow, I, I'm, I want to learn to make a thing. And that's a fantastic reward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my kids plays music. And I think the first time he was able to play through a song on his guitar was like, there was kind of this beautiful moment of recognizing that this was a doable thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's very different than what we're talking about in the sense that um, part of the process of gamifying things is, is really often the recognition that this is something hard and I need to find my way through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and the, um, there was a product that we, that actually you brought up Mitra that um, Trevor and I are both, familiar with to differing levels, but I think the, the hero's journal, it's a Mm. product that's out now. They do a really good job of leading people into the things that you find rewarding. I don't know if that was your experience, but that was certainly mine. So far it has been as well as the side effect of being able to color in some of the pages, um, has been a lot of fun because I kind of find that a relaxing activity. And it's also allowed me to get rather better at coloring on my iPad. (laughs) So when you buy it, you can either get the PDF version, or I think if you get the journal version, it comes bundled with the PDF version. Mm -hmm. Not sponsored, by the way. (laughs) Not at all sponsored over here. We just just happen to like new things that are going to kind of maybe be useful for for our people, either you guys watching us or, you know, sometimes the people we might be working with. So, and yeah, that, uh, that's, we, I just saw something in the chat that my experience with the, with the heroes journals and taking a look at them and full disclosure, um, I, I, I was helping how to ADHD film her episodes with the hero journals and that's my exposure to them and the people and the people who work at the company are just lovely people. Um, but they take you through the this process and early, early parts of it of, Hey, what do I find rewarding saying, you know, affirmations and so forth. And they really lay a good foundation for doing some of the, for establishing what these rewards are going to be for when you meet your goals. This is learning essentially to, you know, stereotype, but treat yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the journal is a three month process. It it takes you through. So it's pretty neat because Mm -hmm. then you can always do it over via PDF or do it over if you've got the PDF. Um, So it needn't, it can be quite, it can be expensive if you get the really glorious. The leather bound. Yeah. (laughs) But it can also be a, you know, fairly affordable process to do it. And um, you can do it again, which is the neat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they have three storylines now. They're just about to come out with oh, the, awesome. 
So it's pretty neat too, because again, we want this to not be a boring process. Yeah. And so this might be one strategy and you just need to keep in mind when you're using gamification as a strategy to change it up. Yeah, that novelty and that that change in both the type and the frequency of the rewards that you get. And to be clear, rewards can be both, uh, to reiterate, I should say, rewards can be external stuff like the handmade phyllo dough baklava with rose cardamom water. Welcome to pastry hour with Dr. Um, <laughs> or it can be something internal, like just the, the idea that for me, if I exercise in the morning, I think more clearly the rest of the day, because apparently blood flow doesn't stop here. It actually goes up here. Huh. Um, Who knew? Yeah. They should have taught me that or something. <laughs> um, the things but, they leave out. <laughs> but the, the, you know, figuring out what's rewarding to you and maybe, so in my case, case, that's relief because I'm able to take away distraction a little bit better when I get engaged in cardio exercise in the morning. Um, yeah. So it can, it, it, reward is going to be variable for each person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once we start doing a thing, if we find it tough, um, there are rewards along the way mm-hmm. that we don't recognize. And, and people who are, um, many people who are in a weight loss process talk about the non-scale victories. So it's not just about the actual weight loss, it's about the other things along the way that you start to notice. Mm-hmm. Maybe the benefits of eating healthier in some cases, maybe the benefits of friends who work out with you and therefore a bit of a new community around you or Wait a, minute. a new way to engage with people. Yes? What? Are you Hello? saying the real reward were the friends we made along the God way? Dick. Friend game. We're in the friend <laughs> oh, no, game. No, no. <laughs> friend game. I don't know. I, I clicked <laughs> something and it set off a thing, and now I don't know. <laughs> it, it's just, just bad jokes. No, just that's bad pretty jokes. funny. You, yes. you were making an act, an actual point, and we derailed it. No, I loved it. I loved it. I derail your actual points all the time. Fair, <laughs> fair, really. <laughs> that's part of this, you know. Executive function <laughs> questions, ADHD, ASD, mm-hmm. derail, well, right? So, and really, we're talking about how to stay railed uh, on the rails. You know what I'm saying? Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so what? What I was gonna say is like, I, I have, I haven't had a chance to buy to to. Uh, to try out the heroes drone i'm actually gonna uh be picking that up later today um but i know that there are a lot of apps out there we talked about habitica and stuff like that that do try to gamify um you know just things you're doing throughout the day and whatnot and i have had a problem using them and i and i don't i don't think specifically it is because the reward isn't there because i i really do like the idea of habitica on paper where it's just like you do you know, the, the chores and, and workout and everything like that. And then by doing that, you level up and you can fight monsters with your friends and everything. That sounds it's great. It's pretty fun. It is. I and I do I, love Habitica. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that I have found, you know, specifically with me for, for ADHD with, with uh, um, executive functions, I forget to use it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and that that's one thing that I'm really hoping with the, the, the Heroes Journal is that's something I can have on my desk and I can see and and use and so what you're talking about before with i i think there's more than just finding the um the goal that works for you but like finding the method that works for you is is a big one too i think so and i'm going to say full disclosure um the hero's journal is so pretty that that's the reason <laughs> that's i'm doing it that, yep. that's the reason i was doing it first time on pdf mm-hmm. because uh, I can do it on PDF on my iPad. And if I, if I quote unquote mess up, it's easier. So you have to take that into account about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, are you someone who's going to feel some kind of tyranny of the blank page or feel that you have to do things perfectly? Yeah. In which case you need to think about the, what you're using, your method of going about recording things. Um, it's not exactly gamification, but it really touches on it. But I also like Dalio. Um, online, mm. which is a, a way to sort of, it, yeah, it's a little app that you can get. And what it allows you to do, if you pay the 30 bucks, 
is I, I know that some people have maybe got this app and haven't used it Listen, yet. Listen, you and... don't got to call me out like that looking directly at me oh. on the screen. I'm paying ADHD tax and, I, and I'm fine with it, okay? I'm just going to be over here in my cartoon woods. I was distracted. Okay. What happened? She called me out about paying for Dalio for a year and not using it yet. Okay, all right. So... We're not talking about my gym membership, are we? <laughs> Oh God, oh God, those are so awful. Yes, I, I'm so guilty. Um, but what I like about it is that you it allows you to figure out, it allows you to keep track of things and figure out what you're enjoying doing, what's actually a chore, what, how, what mood you associate with certain things. So if I look at a day and I look at how much I worked that day, whether it was like a heavy work day, did I get a chance to see friends? Did I get a chance to socialize and what my sleep was like and what my eating was like all by just pressing a button or two um, or clicking on a screen, I can then associate that with the mood of that day. And mm -hmm. I can actually get a sense of how I'm really doing. Like I might think it's a better day if I get to do a certain activity, but it might not actually be making as much of a difference as I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. Or I might think it's actually really a grind to go for that morning walk or run, but it might actually really be changing my mood. So these are the things that can be really helpful to figure out. And they also help you figure out what kinds of gamification will work better for you. So. And th this is also where a good mental health professional can come in. I mean, cause I've got, I've, I've got to throw that in. Um, <laughs> of course you do. This is <laughs> Well, this is where a good mental health professional can come in because a lot of us have, um, there's, there's hurdles that get in the way, whether it's, um, in, you know, in some of our cases, like we've talked about our inattention and our, our executive functioning challenges on this show many times. Um, for some of us the, there might be like Mitra so eloquently said the tyranny of the blank page, mm -hmm. um, the, um, idea that, um, the, the idea that, there's internal things getting in the way and we have to set things up to either mitigate some of those obstacles or make the reward so rewarding that we, we overcome it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it can also change depending on other factors in our life. And I, I think that we don't always take into account maybe um, how much busier it is sometimes, or if there's, uh, for example, let's back up. You know, when um, when we first all went into lockdown, right? Um, yeah, a lot of people's a lot of people's rewards would be around buddying up for certain things, or meeting for coffee afterwards, or like so any or going to a concert, right? And and right there, that entire reward scheme, if you will, got obliterated for quite a while. And so we have to kind of think about what's possible, how much time we have, how much energy we have, who we can see, um, and our access to the kinds of things that are rewards, right? Um, so, and also what else is going on in our lives? You know, if you're going through a really busy time at work, is maybe not the time to majorly change up your, um, either your cooking plans at home or your exercise schedule or any of those things. Rude, Trevor. Yeah. I'm writing down that she's no, called me out I... twice this episode. I just, I don't Dear know what I HR, did. Mitra has attacked us. No, that 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 is all very fair and very good advice uh because that is absolutely true if you're having trouble with it it makes sense because you're having trouble in general um so yeah uh, let's, let's check over with chat real quick and see what they've been up to. Uh, cause we're already, uh, well through our time. So, uh, let's see. Monkey house says question. Uh, what are your thoughts on the gamification of gambling and gambling adjacent activities? It really blurs the lines for a lot of folks who struggle with problems with gambling. Well, I mean, that's kind of a tricky thing to, that's kind of a tricky thing to answer because gam, a lot of, um, casinos are built on gamification principles yeah um and also most of the times they're actual games yeah so i mean that's that's a really tricky thing to answer um now can these principles be used in nefarious me nefarious manners honey pee yeah like absolutely these things can be used in predatory manners does it mean they're always used in a predatory manner god no yeah 
I, I, I think I think it might be coming from I don't know of any of them, but if there were like gamification apps that did have some form of chance system in it, I could, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that possibly being a problem. That gets really nuanced because um, it, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend that people follow um, the follow along with Dr. Rachel Cohort on Twitter because uh, Dr. Cohort's an expert on some of this stuff because randomized chance mechanics are often referred to um, as gambling mechanics, mm-hmm. but there's some really subtle differences mm-hmm. in how things are initiated and how things are carried out that make a big difference with randomized chances uh it's it's a very complicated topic that would be an entire show unto itself absolutely and also if we think about it many games have randomized chance mechanics of all sorts okay. you know D D is built on randomized chance mechanics. Right. you roll a d20 you see what comes up and it mm-hmm. determines a lot in terms of next steps so i mean i don't think this is a sort of baby bathwater situation yeah. but in terms of um I think we need to consider what the losses are actually in those conditions, right? Because in, in terms of walking into a casino and, and gambling, um, there can be huge losses. Yeah. What can a person afford? What boundaries do they set around it? How frequently are they doing it? We get into addictive behavior and questions around addiction here. Mm-hmm. And my philosophy on addiction is, is, is really has to do with, um, what are you using the behavior to manage? Has the behavior become a coping tool that distracts from something else that you're not managing? Is it about managing grief? Is it about managing despair? Is it that, because there are some people who will buy lottery ticket after lottery ticket and they have very little money and they perceive this as their only way out. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. So I think this is where individuals have to figure out either with the help of a mental health professional or caring family members who aren't judgy, Mm -hmm. but what is happening here for them? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, But also, I mean, when we get into matters of behavioral addiction, and this is part of the controversy around behavioral addiction models, is that you're looking for for outward manifestations of internal processes because they don't have the same physiological markers that things like um, heroin or methamphetamines might. Um, Like when it comes to video games and quote unquote addiction, um, the people compare it to being like a digital drug, but uh, because of, you know, dopamine levels and so forth. Mm -hmm. But the the problem is there that the dopaminergic increases with video games are like fifty percent, which is on par with pizza. Versus <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm no, being I know. really yeah, serious. I know. I, know. I know, yeah. And versus something like methamphetamines, which have like a twelve hundred percent increase. And so there's physiological markers that go along with that. Um, and outward behaviors may not be a may not be motivated by addiction. They may be a compulsion. They may be um, a, 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 a so they may be a thing with OCD. They may be a secondary consequence of something like ADHD or autism, where people are engaged in compulsive or avoidant behaviors, as opposed to things that are motivated primarily for addiction. It is a complicated topic. Yeah, it's a very yeah. complicated to- topic, and circumstances alter cases, and individuals need to take into account their own experience. And and also, if there's been changes in their behavior around this, where something that was manageable is now becoming compelling, that is important to look at. So, but, you know, we need to think about how dopamine also relates to other activities that we do all the time. We eat a good meal. Um, we go for a walk, right? We, we pet- I move my arm. A, we pet a dog or a cat or a loved animal. We hug a child. This is dopamine isn't just about pleasure and reward. It's about the brain's capacity to focus and remember what it wants to remember to do again or to do more of because it supports us, our Mm -hmm. physiologically, us Mm -hmm. physiologically, our mental health, our emotional well-being, all of that. So it's not as simple as I play this game and it's like an internal firework sets off in my brain and now I'm addicted, right? It's much more complex than that. Yeah. And well, and coming back to even the casinos, casinos have a lot of other stuff going on with them. Like I personally hate going to Vegas. I, it is like the third circle of autism hell because, because it's overstimulating. 
I get, I have a really good sense of spatial awareness and I get oh, lost in those casinos yeah. because they're designed to keep you in. Yeah. And um, so there's a lot of other stuff going on, going along with, with just the, beyond the idea that they're just capitalizing on reinforcement and punishment and so forth. Um, it's, there's so it's, like I said, it's really complicated. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, we've actually uh, run out of time here. Uh, so uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Friends, where can people find you on the interwebs if they would like to do so? Um, at Mitra Jordan on Twitter and MitraJordan.com. Obviously on, on the internet. <laughs> uh, you know, not, not, not in your file search browser. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I... I may be found wherever fine coffee is found. Uh, if you put bow ties, a D20, and an espresso machine in a summoning circle and say psychology three times, <laughs> there I will appear. That, that's beautiful. That's absolutely that beautiful. beautiful. I, can, that's the best outro I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on all the on all the socials at the Dr. B. That's T-H-E-E-D-O-C-T-O-R-B as in boy. Um, but more important, follow take this org on all the socials. And um, they, and you'll stay up to date on a lot of what we are doing as a group of mental health professionals. Also, check out Game to Grow. It's another another. Good oh one. yeah, lovely yeah. people, yes. lovely people, love them. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there, and you can find me anywhere the All Champions community is because I'm the community manager, and that's where I'll be, uh, including uh, being the new host of Idle Insights every week. Uh, so check out a new episode on Thursday at 1 p.m. where Yay! I'll be talking with Ellen Rose from uh, um, uh, Outside Extra, talking about her character Marilyn, who's coming to the game this week. Um, so yeah, wait, uh, there's a new character coming. I didn't know. read the email. How dare you! Lauren, Lauren's here. She saw that. She saw that you didn't. Ah, I'm in trouble. She saw that you didn't read. I want you to think about that. Uh, <laughs> think about what you did. Eat yeah. another biscotti while you're at it. <laughs> I'm going to flog myself me. with Chickalus Cage now. <laughs> Send them with me. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, thank you to Codename Entertainment and TakeThis.org for giving us an opportunity to have these discussions. Uh, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch it later on your favorite podcast service. Uh, and uh, thank you to Mars and Martin for moderating the chat and doing a fantastic job and thank you all for joining us uh all these weeks uh it, when you said earlier in the episode uh long time viewers will and it's just it's cool that we get to say that it's cool that we get to say we had long time viewers so it's just real neat uh but that is going to do it thank for this you. week's episode so until next week take care of yourself champions of psychology is meant as education and entertainment it is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment.